Welcome to the Lifestyle First podcast, discussing lifestyle medicine and making self-care as easy as one, two, three. One question, two research reviews, and three actionable health tips, all centered around the Lifestyle First method, your blueprint for the 10 key roots of optimal health and happiness. And now your host, lifestyle medicine physician and coach, Dr. Alka Patel. Hey, and hello. Welcome to Series 7, Episode 4. Now, the theme in the Lifestyle First Method that we're focusing on today is E for exercise. And the one question we're asking is, what are the brain-changing effects of exercise? And to answer that, I am absolutely delighted to introduce you to my very, very special guest today, who is Dr. Wendy Suzuki. Dr. Suzuki is a professor of neuroscience and psychology in the Center for Neuroscience at New York University. And she is a celebrated international authority on one of my favorite words, neuroplasticity. Now, Wendy, she has been named as one of the top 10 women changing the way we see the world. And her TED talk, The Brain-Changing Effects of Exercise, has, would you believe, had more than 31 million views on Facebook. And I think it was the second most viewed of all TED Talks in 2018. So if you haven't seen it, it really needs to be on your must-do list. That's 13 minutes that will be very, very well spent. So Wendy, a warm, warm welcome to you. It really is a pleasure talking to you today after watching all your energy pouring through your, your TED Talk. Welcome. Thank you so much. I'm so, so thrilled to be here. Absolutely. So, Wendy, the brain. Now, I remember so, so vividly holding a brain in my hands at medical school. I was that Mm. under age of 18, this soft yet most powerful of structures, right? So fascinating and intriguing. And in your book, Healthy Brain, Happy Life, you also talk about this moment of seeing a brain for the first time, don't you? So what I would love you to tell us is... What is your favorite part of the brain? Well, that's a, that's an easy question to answer. Uh, my very favorite part of the brain is a structure called the hippocampus. We have one hippocampus in our right temporal lobe and one hippocampus on our left temporal lobe. And it is critical for our ability to form and retain new long-term memories. But the way I like to think about the hippocampus is that that is the brain structure that helps us build our own personal histories. Because if you think about it, who are we without our memories from our childhood, from uh, middle school, from high school, from all the classes we loved or hated in college? Um, That brain structure builds that into the stories that we tell our friends, that, that builds our own personal identity. And that is why uh, the hippocampus is my favorite structure in the brain. Uh, I love that. There's a story behind that, uh, that name as well, isn't there? So give us a, a quick tour then, Wendy, just a quick yeah. tour around the brain in relation to exercise per se. What is lighting up when yeah. you're exercising? Yeah. So I am going to highlight three areas um, in terms of those areas that get the 
biggest boost from exercise. And I'll start with my favorite brain area, the hippocampus. So this is the one thing I want all of your listeners to remember from this podcast. And that is, if you exercise regularly um, and um, every single time you work out, the visual image that I like to give is that you, it's like giving your brain a wonderful bubble bath of neurochemicals. So imagine doing that once and, and you get good, you know, good things happening. Uh, the most immediate good thing you get happening is, is mood. So some of those neurochemicals are things that you've heard of, like noradrenaline, dopamine, serotonin. That is why just going out for, for a brisk walk outside can boost your mood if you're, you know, if you're, you're feeling down. But imagine you give your brain this wonderful neurochemical bubble bath on a regular basis. The other key element in that bubble bath is a wonderful growth factor called brain-derived neurotrophic factor or BDNF. The name doesn't matter, but the action of that protein does because what it does is it goes into the hippocampus and it helps brand new brain cells grow and integrate into your hippocampus. I don't care whether you're five years old or 85 years old. That is what BDNF can do. And with more and more exercise, you, you, um, you give it a bigger bubble bath of BDNF and you get more cell growth. So I don't know about you, but that is my personal motivation to do workout my workout every single morning. Because when I'm struggling with that burpee or that last push-up that I really can't do, I think I am growing brand new cells in my hippocampus. And I want the biggest, fattest hippocampus that I can have. Okay. So that's, if you want a big fat hippocampus, now you know what to do, work out regularly, but that's only the first brain area. Second brain area, prefrontal cortex, right behind your forehead. If you touch your forehead, right behind where your finger is, is the location of the prefrontal cortex. And this is a key brain area. This is the executive driver of your brain. It helps you decide things critical for decision-making. It helps you order your day, keep things organized. Uh, it is uh, kind of the uh, conductor of uh, many of the brain functions of the rest of your brain. And this is a brain function, a brain area, also critical for focus and attention. And here's what happens in the prefrontal cortex. You don't get brand new cells there, but it looks like you get more synapses in the prefrontal cortex with regular exercise and even a single bout of exercise, 30 minutes of exercise that gets your heart rate up can improve your focus and attention dependent on the prefrontal cortex. So while I love the hippocampus because you get these brand new brain cells, I love the prefrontal cortex with exercise because it is one of the most responsive brain areas to, to exercise. People, people often notice that when they work out more, they, they feel more focused. They, they can get things more productive. They can get things done. And then the third brain area, this is really a function, is one I, I already mentioned. Another very responsive area to exercise, which is your mood. So every single time you're working out, you're giving your brain this bubble bath and you are infusing your brain with serotonin, dopamine, 
noradrenaline. And that makes you feel good. It makes you feel motivated. It makes you feel alive. And um, that is my third. It's not a specific brain area. Um, there are specific brain areas that release it, but it's releasing these neurotransmitters all over your brain. So my last brain area, I guess, is the whole brain because of the benefits of, of good mood uh, that you get with exercise. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That, that, that visual uh, is very, very powerful, isn't it? Because it actually shows that we can care for our brain, that analysis yes. of the bubble bath, and also that we actually have a say in what happens. We're actually able to change the growth of the brain. There's a myth, isn't there, that, that your brain is fixed. You're yes. born with what you're born in and nothing changes. But you've demonstrated, and even lots of your research as well, that actually neuroplasticity exists, different yes. change brain does grow according to I guess what you what you feed it how much you're you're caring for it um, exactly you know movement is is key uh, I don't want to uh, neglect sleep which is uh, I'm sure a topic that you've covered and and I know you know how important that is that is so critical for uh, uh, good brain health and of course nutrition as well so what is good for your body is really really good for your brain and I think people don't realize that in some senses the brain you can think of the brain like a muscle the more you work your bicep the bigger and stronger the bicep gets and the more you work out the bigger and stronger your hippocampus gets and the more synapses your prefrontal cortex gets so in that sense your brain is just like a muscle but instead of getting you know big guns you get a big brain and more uh, ability to remember and interact with the world in exciting and creative ways so is there i always talk about a minimally effective dose and the reason mm. I talk about this is particularly with exercise we yeah. start off don't we with all this yeah. enthusiasm and desire and then that honeymoon phase disappears right for many many reasons and so often sort of starting slow and building yeah. um talking yeah. about this and creating those um embedded sort of neural valleys is really important so what is that minimally effective dose to get those benefits that you've described that that, mood, yes. that executive boost what would you say yeah. So um, I always like to say that you start to get demonstrable benefits with just a walk. Okay. Everybody can do a walk. You don't have to buy any new shoes or any new fancy spandex. You just go out and walk. And um, that is most effective, particularly for the mood boost. Um, the the uh, long term, you know, um, uh, big functions of uh, better hippocampal, uh, um, more hippocampal cells. You need you need higher levels of heart pounding workout. So um, consider that to be a power walk. You know, you can get heart rate increases with just a, a, a more vigorous uh, power walk. And so, again, this is something that everybody can do. You don't have to go out and buy anything. You just start to do it. But I love your indication that, that we must start small. It's, it's a, um, a non-starter if we all try and, you know, become the Olympic athlete immediately. And here's my other tip. So I always start with walking. So you can always start, you can get those mood benefits and do aerobic walk and you start to get the uh, focus and the hippocampal benefits. But here's my two additional kind of very practical things to add to that walking that really came into focus over the lockdown. Number one 
is make your movement fun. Okay, and um, that includes um, maybe you want to do a pillow fight with your kids. Maybe you want to include your pet, uh, your dog for a fun walk. Maybe you want to do a hula hoop just to make yourself feel silly, but but make it fun. Oh, and my number one for um, recommendation for the fun aspect is play that piece of music that makes your toe tap no matter when it plays and dance in your kitchen like nobody's watching because that is a great uh, um, exercise does not mean having to go to the gym and do that, you know, that Instagram kind of workout. Uh, dancing in your kitchen works great. And the third tip that, again, this really came from lockdown is that I have now done and rated all forms of housework um, associated with exercise. And I have found, I love good deals. So if I add, include kind of mentally my housework in my exercise regimen, um, I, I get a cleaner floor and bathroom and it's actually a really good workout. So my personal favorite for a great workout um, for cleaning is um, the bathroom. Really, really good workout. You have to get down there and scrub the bathtub. You have to scrub, do, do the floors. And um, it's a great workout. And uh, I add it on my list of things that make me feel good. I've done my workout and I have a sparkling clean bathroom. Hey, so. bonus, bonus. Um, I love that. It is doing that with intention, doing that with vigor. The things that you have to do anyway, just to make life work. Why not make them fun and invigorating? Um, yes. So, uh, so that's uh, that's great. And I think part of that, again, you mentioned mood earlier. But yeah. You just just kind of zone in a little bit on that connection with mood and exercise, because mood ultimately is the motivator, not just for exercise, but once you've got that uplifted mood, so much right. else that you want to change, whether it's in yeah. your health or your home life or, or work life, whatever it is. So yeah. that uplifted mood gives you that. So can you just talk a little bit about that connection? with sure sure and i'm going to answer that question by uh, being even more specific about the great question you asked before about that minimum dose everybody wants to know what is the least amount of exercise i really have to do to get these brain benefits so here is my answer to that associated with mood and it's a real story that happened uh, a year ago last almost a year ago last august august 2020 um it was right before NYU and the rest of the world went into that fall semester of weirdness where everything suddenly became remote. And I was asked to give a 30 minute lecture to incoming freshmen who, you know, they, they're looking forward to their college experience and what is this, it's, it's all remote. And so instead of lecturing at them for 30 minutes, I decided to give a 10 minute talk on, on the topic that we are covering, the effects of exercise, the transformative effects of exercise on the brain. But then I wanted to demonstrate that to them. So first I had them go to a website, which is very easy to do on a Zoom kind of call. There were 30 students, uh, eager NYU freshmen uh, uh, in, this, in this class. And I had them do a quick anxiety survey. Okay, and clinically relevant anxiety survey. And then we all came back and we did 10 minutes of 
a workout that I happen to teach and that I love. It's called Intensati. I don't know if you have it in the UK, but it is a workout developed by uh, an amazing fitness instructor here in New York uh, named Patricia Moreno. And it combines physical movements from kickbox and dance and yoga and martial arts with positive spoken affirmations. So I have asked everybody to stand up. I don't care whether your camera is on or not. And we did moves like punches back and forth. And in intensity, in, instead of just punching back and forth, we say, I am strong now, or I am inspired now with a different move. And so it's a little bit silly, but it actually serves a purpose, um, a dual purpose. Uh, the affirmations increase the cardio load of, of the workout because it's harder to talk and jog at the same time than just to jog by yourself. So it's, you're making it harder. Uh, but it's also adding that declaration. If you say out loud to a whole bunch of strangers on Zoom, I am strong. I believe I will succeed. I am inspired. It's like, I start to feel that. We did that for 10 minutes. And then, just 10 minutes, then I had them go back and take the anxiety survey again. And I sent everybody the results. Here's the results. Before the workout, this was after my 10-minute talk, and then they did the first survey, these students were just shy of clinically anxious. Very, very high on the anxiety scale. After that 10-minute workout, dropped 15 points to normal anxiety levels. So that is your minimum. You work out for 10 minutes doing a fun, well, whatever you want to do, but get your heart rate up a little bit for 10 minutes. And that is the result that I got in a real world NYU classroom uh, Zoom experience. Love, love, love that. The power of affirmation combined with the power of movement. I mean, yeah. seriously, how strong is that? And again, back to that neuroplasticity, there is research yeah. in there about the power of affirmations actually starting to change what's going on with our brains. And it was uh, Mahatma Gandhi as well who said, our thoughts become our actions. So you start yes. thinking, I am right. strong, I yeah. can do this, I am enough. Mm -hmm. you that. that is the energy that you pour out as well, isn't it? So, exactly. Um, exactly. That's why that workout is so powerful. And once you get over the, the shyness of, of speaking these affirmations out loud, um, it, is, it is so, um, you know, I, that's why I got hooked on it. I, I would go to these workouts and I would leave the classroom and I, I would say, I can't wait till I can come back. And um, I wanted to kind of bring that into my own classroom. I wondered whether my students ever said that after they left one of my lectures. <laughs> I can't wait to come back to Dr. Suzuki's lectures. So that was why I started to incorporate this workout in my, in my classroom. Fabulous. Now, Wendy, one of the uh, final things you say actually in your TEDx talk is something along the lines of bringing exercise into your life will not only give you a happier life today, right now, yeah but it would also protect your brain from incurable future diseases. Yeah. So just uh, before we start and try and conclude is yeah. tell us about that longer term health. Yeah. We talked about the immediacy of the mood and the uplift and the cognitive function, but what right. is longer term health? Yeah, yeah. So that longer term health goes back to two things that we've already talked about. Number one, the long-term effects of exercise on 
the growth of brand new cells in the hippocampus. And that comment that I made at the end of my TED talk is really focused on all of the research showing that exercise will build new hippocampal cells. Now, why is that important for aging and neurodegenerative disease states? Well, the hippocampus is one of the most vulnerable brain areas just to normal aging. What, what is that first key that you see in, uh, um, you know, People in their 60s, maybe they start complaining is, oh, I had a senior moment. I forgot. I couldn't remember this person's name. And um, that just shows that, you know, memory starts to be vulnerable. And, um, uh, and uh, at its extreme, when you get into pathological situations, um, Alzheimer's disease, the most common form of dementia, its first target is the hippocampus, which again is that telltale sign that um, could be a telltale sign of, of Alzheimer's dementia. So what is exercise doing? Now exercise is not curing Alzheimer's disease. This is not a cure for the disease, but it's doing what I emphasized uh, when we first talked about it. It is making your hippocampus as big and strong and powerful as it can be. And so let's say I spend my whole life giving myself this wonderful brain bubble bath every day, very regularly, and I build up maximum number of brain cells. So if I have Alzheimer's in my genes, as I do, my father passed away with Alzheimer's, I am going into my 60s and 70s with a big, fat, fluffy hippocampus. And frankly, it'll simply take longer for the disease to kill enough brain cells so that I start to manifest that. So I am just kind of um, preparing. There's, there's some fable. I can't remember which animal it is that, that does the slow, uh, oh, is it the turtle and the, um, uh, yeah. 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 Exactly. So I am that slow running, but but finishes the race better with my regular exercise. And not only do you get more hippocampal cells and a bigger, fatter hippocampus, but as I mentioned, you're getting more synapses or connections in your prefrontal cortex as well, with this, which is the second most vulnerable brain area to aging and neurodegenerative disease states, for example, frontal temporal uh, dementia. The promise of exercise to help aging and neurodegenerative disease states, and it's backed up by um, research showing that people, older people uh, that walk at least three times a week are 30% less likely to develop dementia in the seven years that they were observed um, um, and, and uh, chronicled in their walking journey. So you can see that the effect of walking, even in people that are you know, 65 and older, um, it's, uh, it's, um, it's clear, it's there for you, and uh, um, all you have to do is start walking. And now, here is your lifestyle first prescription. Your three activating actions to take you from knowing to doing. What I would love you to do then, yeah. before we wrap up, is yeah. leave us, if you can, with mm -hmm. three really key actions that we can take right yeah. now to yeah. take complete advantage of that, those brain-changing effects of exercise. Okay, action number one, I want everybody to go out and take a walk outside today. Don't wait till tomorrow. Don't wait till you re-listen to this podcast. Do it today. And um, that's action number one. Action number two, you could add this on. So, so it's like a double duty one. Bring along your favorite music. 
when you walk? Does that change your attitude? Does it change your step? Um, Bruno Mars comes to mind because that's one of the uh, singers that really makes me work out harder uh, at the gym or in my regular home workout. And number three, um, choose a regular task that you have to do and make it more uh, aerobic. So maybe you have to go to the supermarket. Um, we have a big store here called uh, Costco, where, which is like this huge warehouse. You can buy these huge things of toilet paper, um, uh, but it's actually a great gym. So go to the biggest, you know, supermarket that you could find and really use it as an excuse to walk around uh, because you'll find all the best sales there and, uh, and you'll get your, your um, shopping done at the same time. So make it practical is, is, is the point. So those are, my, those are my three tips. Amazing. You're leaving me with visions of sort of supermarket trolleys racing down the exactly. aisle. <laughs> Why not? Why not? We, we can invent a whole new uh, uh, leisure sport right here. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. I absolutely love that. So, Wendy, where can listeners find out more about you or reach out to you or find yeah. what you're doing? Yeah, please come and visit me at my website, um, wendysuzuki.com. Very easy to find. Uh, all the information about the book that we've been talking about today, Healthy Brain, Happy Life is there. Lots of videos. My TED Talk link is there. Um, my links to my courses that I teach at NYU and a link to my new book coming out in the UK in October 2021 called Good Anxiety. If you're interested in how to transform your anxiety from bad to good, that is the book for you. Oh, I cannot wait to get my hands on it and have more <laughs> of a conversation about it with you. So wonderful. Thank you so much, Wendy. This has been a very invigorating uh, conversation. You've given us actions that we can take right now. And I am looking forward to my next supermarket sprint. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> wonderful. Thank you. Um, you're very, very welcome. So, look, we must wrap up now. Um, yeah. Listeners, I wish you all a very happy, healthy day. Thanks for joining us on the Lifestyle First podcast making self-care as easy as one, two, three. Don't forget to subscribe and share, and we'd love it if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. To learn more or to arrange a consultation, please visit www.dralkapatel.com. See you next time.